everyone. Welcome to episode eight of the Big W Podcast. I'm Kevin Hillier. Mitch Brown is with me. Hello, Mitch. Hello, Kev. How are you going? I'm well. Have you thawed out from the Frankston experience? That's just, what we're calling it now. Just barely. The Frankston experience. <laughs> the I like Frankston that. It, sound, it makes it sound almost pleasant. Um, it certainly wasn't all that pleasant sitting in the stand there yesterday, Kev, but uh, I guess the, the positive is that we came away with a win. We most certainly did, uh, albeit a scrappy kind of game by the looks of things. 8-16-64 to 4-11-35. Uh, Riccardi with three. We're speaking to him later on in this podcast. Tommy Gribble got two. Henderson, Munro and Boyd uh, were the goal kickers. Best players named as... Uh, uh, let me have a look here. Hanson, Gribble, Pinnock, Coglin, Munro and House. Nick Daffy's coming up shortly to uh, take us through uh, his uh, arrival at the club and uh, how he's found uh, being part of the uh, the Mark Williams uh, coaching panel as uh, an assistant coach, obviously, and as our forward coach. And as I mentioned, Jake Riccardi to join us a little later on. And, of course, this uh, Big W podcast is thanks to the Australian Building Company. You can check out their display home at the New Haven Display Village in Tarnit. Skybus for fast, frequent and affordable airport transport. Uh, transfers, uh, Cryo Waste Management, uh, the clean, efficient and sustainable waste management services. Uh, their number is 1300 267 4696. And of course, Churnsides by the River, where events live, where you can have parties, celebrations, birthdays, bar mitzvahs, weddings, you know, parties, anything, isn't it, Kev? The, that's the one. Now, our next home game, of course, this Saturday, we'd love to see you down at uh, Avalon Airport Oval. It's our special MND Day. Uh, and uh, the boys are going to be wearing the uh, the special MND socks. We'll have the beanies up uh, for sale, and of course that all uh, goes towards the big freeze, which is coming up uh, next uh, weekend on the on the Queen's birthday weekend. And uh, I guess ties into uh, the association that uh, that our footy club has with uh, with Neil Danaher, of course, played for us. Yeah, he was uh, part of the '91 Grand Final side. Uh, is that right, Kev? Was. Yeah, the one we should have won that uh, lost. Well, to, we uh, don't we don't mention that, of course. Lost to Sean Mullane and Dandenong, uh, who came from the clouds. To, uh, to knock us over. We just ran out of legs that day. Started with a flurry and then ran out of legs. But uh, Leon Harris was the coach. Neil was, uh, was I think, on the coaching panel then as well as playing. And it was a pretty good side. We had 91. And uh, people still to this day scratch their head and go, Dandenong Beecher? Um, it was one of those days. Uh, not not to touch on a sore spot, Kev, but there have been a few of those, haven't there? Those, there? those ones that got away. Anyway, we won't talk about those anymore. <laughs> uh, so that's a big MND day on, uh, on Saturday. Uh, so if you uh, want to be part of the lunch, go to the, uh, the club uh, website and uh, nip into the shop and be able to buy tickets to be at the uh, the pre-game luncheon. Also, uh, you can buy, I think we'll be able to uh, be able to work out, you can buy the beanies uh, via that as well. But the other thing is that the new merchandise has arrived. Yes, the new hoodie is available from yes. the online shop, I understand. God knows you could use it right now. Could have used about free. five of them in the standard <laughs> Frankston yesterday. So that's available in the online shop, so make sure you check that out. Uh, just uh, wherebfc.com.au. Uh, let's get to our couple of interviews uh, for this uh, eighth edition of the Big W Podcast. Coming up, Jake Riccardi, but first up, Nick Daffy. Joining us on the Big W Podcast now, uh, one of our assistant coaches and, of course, the man in charge of our board line is Nick Daffy. Hello, Nick. How are you? Yeah, going well, thank you. Have you thought out from the Frankston uh, experience yet? Uh, look, well, I was inside, so it wasn't too bad. But, uh, <laughs> no, it, was, it wasn't. Look, it was windy. It was more windy than anything. So, um, but uh, look, we got over the line, so it was good. Actually, I'm more worried about today. I'm freezing today, to be honest. But anyway. <laughs> 
Nick, Mitch here. Well, um, pre- pretty tough conditions there because um, in addition to the wind, it seemed like there must have been some sort of magnetic uh, paint on the ball. Have you ever seen the ball hit the post so many times? Oh, yeah. I think they were talking about it in the rooms after. It was about one of those posts they hit seven times. So, um, yeah, it was an interesting day, to be honest. It was pretty frustrating. Um, I would have liked to have put them away earlier, but just the conditions. And they were so strong around the ball, so... Um, yeah, it was a bit of a lesson learned, to be honest, for our group. It did seem uh, through the first half there was maybe um, a little bit of a tendency to try to thread the needle and play a really precision style of game when the conditions probably didn't allow for it. And then um, later in the game we saw, um, particularly with the wind behind you in the in the last quarter, a bit more banging long and, and take advantage taking advantage of the conditions. Was there a message from the coaching group to um, to change the way that you went about it over the second half? Uh, I, I think definitely in the first first part of the game, you could, the boys were probably trying to do a couple of cute handballs and forgetting about the old, get you know, get yardage. Um, if you're under pressure, get the ball forward, which is something I've been banging on a little bit about all year because I want more inside 50s. But yesterday was a perfect day to sort of do that. And once uh, once Choco really sold the message on that, the boys sort of jumped into it the second quarter, I think it was, and it worked uh, a little bit better. Nick, is uh, yesterday the, the, on the weekend the kind of uh, day and game that where you find out a lot about uh, what different players can do and their capabilities that you mightn't have known going into into a game before those conditions sort of uh, you were confronted with? Yeah, it's interesting. From all your days of playing and even as a coach, days like yesterday or wet days, the, the A-grade players stand out. Like, And it's... It's um, you got your Gribble and Hanson who just stood out yesterday as a you know a class above. So in that sense, I was pretty disappointed with a couple of the younger guys because the conditions I would have liked them to step up a little bit more and just do the basics well. So a good lesson for some guys that those days you don't complain about the wind, you don't complain about the weather, but you get on and do the basics well and. It, makes you a better player. One of those young guys, Nick, Tom Boyd, obviously, and um, didn't get a heap of the footy, but I suppose a nice little confidence booster at the end, um, him kicking his first VFL career goal. No doubt you'll be uh, hoping he can take that and uh, and carry some of that momentum forward. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, look, he's working hard. That was probably the only little bit of luck I've, I've seen for him for the last few weeks where he's standing in the right spot and the kick came at the perfect angle and got him and... Um, and that's what it's about, getting in the right position and getting a little bit of luck every now and then and making your own luck. So, yeah, we've got a little bit of work to do with Tom, but it was good that he got that goal and um, we'll have to work out you know, what we do next for his stage of football. Nick, you talked about uh, wanting more inside 50s. Is that a more direct uh, style of footy that you're after rather than the, the kind of lateral movement and the, and the more handball movement, more of a, a, a kick-to-position type uh, game plan? Yeah, I think just a more direct... Oh, look, our forward line, we were struggling to put a forward line together of note at the start of the year, but our forward line, I think, we're either one or two for efficiency in the VFL at the moment. So for that end, I'm saying let's get it in as, you know, I guess that Richmond style of get it in as many times as we can, lock it in and kick goals. So we're still working on that because we're still trying to create our midfield group, um, create that right balance. So... So I guess, um, look, we're not mucking around with it too much. We're getting we're getting the job done, but there probably is at, at times we could probably bring it inside 50 five or six times uh, per game more, which would be about ideal for us. So, um, 
yesterday. I think we finished with 46, I think, inside 50, so a bit down. But, again, you're only really playing two quarters, to be honest. Given it has been a bit of an improvised sort of forward setup that you're talking about there, Nick, and, and we've seen defenders, yep. guys like uh, Tim House and Jack Henderson and even Nick Coughlin a bit have to, to swing forward yep. into new roles. Um, how have you yep. found it all coming together? And is there anyone who, who stood out and, and really surprised you? Oh, look, I think um, I think there's a real nice blend of forwards who we're not sure. There's no standouts at the moment. Everyone gets their work done. You've got Munro, who's um, you know very consistent in his pressure and the way he attacks the ball. Henderson's learning to play forward and getting his 15-odd touches and a couple of goals a game. House is, probably was a forward when he went to the VFL-AFL system, so he's a natural forward, just trying to get in to move a little bit more. Um and Coglin fills the gaps. We can swap those to House and Coglin if we need to, depending on how the back line's going generally. But uh, so we've got a nice blend of, uh, I guess, the forward line. That there's no absolute A-grade key guys that people come and shut down. All of them work well together. Nick, uh, we're about to talk to Jake Riccardi on the, uh, on the on the podcast, and there's a lot of talk yep. about this young man. Uh, what have, what have you seen of him so far, and what have, what, what have been your thoughts on what you've seen? Oh, look, uh, it's been really good working with Jake. Um, we're working... His running ability and stretching up of the ball is, is first class. Um, he's a great kid, obviously. He's a really, you know, just a, a fantastic uh, young fellow to work with. The sky's the limit. If we can, we're working on some contested, which he's not, you know, he's not shy of contests. We just need to teach him how to, to really play against men. He's never done it before. And um, so, look... There's a chance he's drafted tonight. I obviously want him to be drafted, but selfishly I want to keep working with him as well because um, we can. he's going to improve and improve. So, you know, I played with Matthew Richardson who could run and stretch at the ball, and I see similarities in how he does that at times. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, I need to, what we need to get is that hunger and that, that hunger of want, and which Richo had it from day one. And if Rico, if he gets that, um, Jake, look out, he could probably take his footy anywhere. You um, you touched on your own career there, Nick. Uh, at Richmond, you obviously played as um, as both a forward and a midfielder, and, and through your coaching career, we've seen you work with um, both midfield groups and and forward groups. Do you have a, yep. a preference for uh, for either one of those roles, or um, are you happy to uh, to go where the job takes you? Yeah, look, I think forward line is where I've sort of been doing the last few years, and did it at Essendon last year, so I know I was able to see how that was done well. Um, the midfield group interests me. If the ball's not coming inside 50, I can't help but butt my, you know, go in and try and find out what's going on. So um, we all blend over and help each other. So, yeah, I, look, to be honest, wherever I'm needed, really. At the moment, it's a good blend. We've got Mick and Jack uh, in charge of the mids. And, yeah, I'm happy with the forwards. Um, it can be frustrating if the ball's not coming in enough. So I try to behave myself in the box. Um, uh, Casey, this weekend uh, another test, a uh, team that uh, hasn't uh, hasn't had a terrific season so far, and and the game uh, on our back on our home turf, which is uh, hopefully a, a win in the column. Yeah, definitely be nice to get back home, and um, we're up against Casey, who are a well structured team. Um, who knows what's going to happen this week? They'll probably have a few guys come back, some experienced AFL guys. So considering how they've been going, so we'll have to be ready, and it's another test for us. Um, I think I really enjoy taking on the ASL listed uh, clubs because you, you really take your structures up against theirs. You really see where you're at. Um, whereas yesterday was just a full-on you know, fight for 
um, who's harder at the ball almost. So obviously with the day. So yeah, it's going to be a really good test for us to see how we've um, how we're putting it all together. Is, so is, far, it's looking okay. Is the physical side of the game slightly different when you play uh, standalone teams as opposed to uh, AFL listed teams? Uh, well, I think Frankston, look, maybe, but you know they all go pretty hard at it. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, sometimes with Frankston, but you could see they were really strong around the ball. Uh, they had some big guys. Maybe, maybe um, you might play cases a lot more younger guys that they're developing that are maybe better on the outside. They've got a good blend of inside and out. But certainly yesterday with Frankston, they were, they were pretty hard at the tackling and perceived pressure really got to us a bit, but. Um, but no, nah, all sides these days are all pretty hard at it and get the balance pretty right. Good on you, Nick. We appreciate your time. We'll see you at Avalon Airport Oval on the weekend. All right, thank you. See you, guys. on the Big W podcast, Amanda kicked three goals on the weekend in the win over Frankston and is uh, having a very nice season as he travels along. It's Jake Riccardi. G'day, Jake. How'd you pull up after the weekend, mate? Yeah, not too bad, Kev. Um, bit sore today, to be honest. Yeah, a couple of corkies and stuff, but other than that, not too bad, actually. Jake, Mitch here. Uh, conditions like that down at Frankston. You uh, ever played uh, in anything uh, like that before? Yeah, very tough. I used to play at um, Rams Arena down in Craigie, but it was pretty open, but... Um, that got pretty windy, but not as bad as that. That was pretty bad. I mean, it's always hard when it's going down one way as well because you know that two of the, uh, half the game, you're going to be... It's pretty much just a game of two different halves, really. So, yeah, it was tough conditions, but, yeah, good to, good to get away with the wind. So going in as a key forward, um, do you need to change your uh, your mindset when you uh, when you get to the ground and sort of realise that they're, um, they're the conditions you're going to be dealing with? Is there anything you say to yourself, all oh, right, I'd sort of planned on going about it this way and now I need to think differently and, and do this instead? Yeah, I think the main one would be probably when you're going against the wind, you've got to be getting right up, really high up the ground, always that... Real um, provide that option down the line so that we just kick the sailing and bring it to the ground and go again because if you're too far away obviously it's just going to break down the play for everyone and probably be a lot easier to score again so yeah when you're going against the wind definitely that's something you have to take into consideration that it's going to change a bit and even yeah going with the wind probably give yourself a bit more space and yeah it's just um, yeah when you arrive and you see there's real windy you kind of go yeah I've got to think about something differently you can't just go about business as usual you've got to change how you're running um, where you're standing and stuff so yeah that's probably the main thing yeah so at the end of the game, uh, does three goals tick the box of, yeah, I did what I was out there to do? Um, well, you know, goals are always good to get, but I think the main idea for me is always just my marking and stuff and, you know, bringing the ball to the ground for everyone else and, you know, taking a few grabs and especially, you know, trying to get a bit of forward pressure in there too. So, yeah, the goals are nice. Always, I think the goals are always um, a good, nice little, like a bit of cream on top, you know, when you're playing well. I'd rather take, you know, a really good game, getting up the ground, taking marks over a you know, a few goals anyway, but still kicking three is always nice, which was, yeah, good for yesterday. Well, looking at the season as a whole, Jake, how have you seen that role and your ability to, to play that role? Obviously, people are focused on the fact that you've you've kicked 13 goals from, from seven games, which is a fantastic return, but that um, that goal that you talk about there of being that, that forward who can lead up the ground and take marks, um, how have you seen your season so far? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty happy with how I've gone so far. You know, I came to the season not sure about where I sat and, you know, just wanted to work hard and, you know, trying to spend my spot on the, the side. And I think for me, yeah, kicking a few goals has obviously been good, but I really want to start bringing that side of my game more often, you know, getting up the ground, leading up, 
you know, making um, giving the boys a real option to kick to. I think that's yeah, something that I really focus on and something that I really want to start bringing my game more often now. So yeah. So what do in the old-fashioned terms of you know named in the in the eighteen? Where what is your position? Um, I'd probably used to say I wouldn't say full forward. I reckon probably more of a centre half forward kind of type. If you know that's yeah, if that's what you're asking, sort of. Yeah, I reckon yeah. more of a yeah more of a centre half forward than a full forward. I think yeah, just because more of that like that ability to lead and then double back and provide an option. Yeah, that's more of my kind of go. I think yeah. So the old, of the old, yeah, definitely the centre half forward would probably be what I think. Yeah. So is ultimately you're almost running on a wing as well at times. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, you're almost running on a wing sometimes. Oh, I wouldn't say that high. I think that's more for guys like Bior and you know a few of the other like the music are going. I still stay pretty pretty deep and as a forward because obviously being a key um, kick to target, being tall. So I mean, there is. Oh, you think that there is a bit of resemblance between the wing and centre half forward match? You know, the running uh, in running terms, but yeah, I guess yeah, still more yeah because I, I mean. Yeah, I think it's more centre half forward type, but still, there very are there are some serious similarities between the two, the wing and the centre half forward. I think, but yeah, not that high. I think, yeah, <laughs> I'll leave that to to um to you all to do. I think. So, in terms of how that contrasts with someone like a Tim House, um, Jake, who's um, maybe playing a little bit deeper, is the idea that you're sort of um, trying to run into space a little bit more, and he's probably um, using his body a, a bit more in that one-on-one type stuff. Oh, well, I think in terms of positioning on the ground, me and Housey. Uh, you know, we always are the two kind of deeper ones, even though I do like to. I think my more, more kind of go is that lead-up type and trading space. That's more my natural game. And I think even though, yeah, that's my kind of game, I still uh, position myself a bit not as uh, extremely high, but still as a, that's my kind of game. I think, you know, really the the um, the partnership that me and Houty have created, I think it really works well together. Him being that real, like his contested marking is unbelievable. He's just like a funnel, really, just everything that goes to him. You know, he's going to... Either bring it to ground or most likely market. So, and I think that really complements me with, you know, what I want to kind of do and lead up and present. And, you know, a bit of both as well. I'm learning off him, he's learning off me. And, you know, I think we've really worked well together. So, yeah. Jake, the uh, the role of the 23rd player in uh, in VFL footy, uh, you're in a unique position to talk about uh, the importance of that and, and how well it works. Uh, how did you see that when it, when it was working for you? Yeah, I think, I reckon it's a really good idea whenever it came into, I don't know how long it's been around for, but. It does give guys that are, you know, coming out of Tuck Cup and even just coming from local that are a bit younger that opportunity to play. And I think, yeah, really good incentive for guys who've, you know, worked hard all pre-season, you know, around my age. And I think it's Boydie now, you know, played well yesterday, going up for his marks, still got a nice goal, and he's taking his opportunity as well. So I think it's a really good idea. And, um, you know, whoever gets the next opportunity to do so, I think they'll take it on board as well. So, yeah, I think, yeah, it's really good, I think. The other part of that, Jake, uh, which obviously you'd know a fair bit about as well, is that it gives the opportunity for young guys still in the TAC Cup system or the um, the NAB League as it is now to to come in and play a couple of games despite not being on a list. Um, and you had that chance two games last year, albeit playing as a defender. Um, did you feel like having those two games under the belt once you were actually in the system proper this year that it gave you just that little bit more confidence to go out and attack things a little bit harder knowing what that VFL setup's like? Yeah, well, that's that, that's spot on, really. You know, given that, getting that little taste, I think, had I have not been given that um, little insight that I got over the couple of weeks training, and then obviously playing the two games, things would have probably been a lot different. I think it kind of switched, switched me on a bit. I know defensively that it um, showed me a few things I need to work on, and um, yeah, I think yeah, especially for guys really coming out of the tough cup, it's a lot of um, it's a real big jump, 
And I think after those two games, I went back and I'm like, I've realised how much of a different kind of style of football it is compared to senior level. So I think, yeah, for guys that are in the or the NAB league now, it's a really, really good thing for them to go and do and you know get a taste for it because you know for years to come when they're playing in you know senior footy, it's um really important they get that taste. So yeah, wakes you up a bit, I think. All right, so you've gone from the Snow Dogs to the Calder Cannons to the VFL Tigers. What's the next step? <laughs> yeah, I've been a bit everywhere lately. I think, mean, yeah. At the moment, I'm just loving my footy at Werribee, to be honest. You know, it's the past, like, all pre-season and stuff. It was a tough ride, but all the boys have been great. Even when, for the, for the six weeks I was at the club last year, training and, and playing, um, you know, I've never been at a club that's so welcoming. I, I think, you know, I was, I didn't know anyone. I knew one or two boys just from here and there, knowing other people, but I hardly knew anyone, really. And they were all really welcoming and, you know, they're really good guys and, I'm really just enjoying my footy aware of being just developing there. So, yeah, not sure what's next, but, you know, see what happens. Well, I understand, Jake, there is a bit of an event t- taking place today. I don't yeah. know if that's maybe what Kev was alluding to. but oh, no, um, not okay. me. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but uh, have, you, have you got any inside word that you can uh, give us there, or are you just going to keep the cards pretty close to the chest? No, there's not much inside word I can give you, to be honest. You know, there's, you know, there's obviously heard a few things and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean... If it happens, it happens. It'll obviously be great, you know, getting to live out a dream and so a little while and, you know, it'd be obviously awesome. But I said to someone yesterday, actually, same thing, you know, it'd be awesome. But at the same time, I'm at a great place now and, you know, I can't really complain of wherever you whatever happens, you know. So, yeah, really, to be honest, if it happens, it happens. But if it doesn't, can't complain because where I'm at at the moment, you know, I know that it's a great time and a great place. So, yeah. Uh, have any have any clubs spoken to you at this stage? Oh, uh, a couple, yeah, just um, just a couple. Not heaps, but yeah. Yep. Oh well, you're in the mix. I mean, obviously that's a, that's reality, and that's a, that's good. It's good for you. It's good for uh, it's good for our footy club, and it's uh, I think it's good for the competition. So, whatever happens, happens, as you say. But uh, uh, eyes on uh, eyes on Casey uh, this weekend uh, will be an interesting game down at Avalon Airport Oval. Yeah, that's right. Good to get back home. To be honest, I think I just passed four, four games away, so it'll be good to get back home in front of, um, back in uh, in front of the home crowd, and um, hopefully get up. You know, so I think last week was... I think we've been playing good footy of late. The past three weeks, you know, we've had pretty close losses. And then yesterday to get the win, I think it's time, you know, we, we can really start taking that step forward. And I think um, Casey will be a really good test for us. I think, you know, we're really primed forward and ready to go. Good on you, Jake. Uh, whatever happens, happens. And we uh, look forward to seeing you on Saturday at Avalon Airport Oval. Yeah, well, thanks, Kev. Thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. All right, that is uh, Nick Daffy and uh, and Jake Riccardi. Who knows what, uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, Jake could uh, be still with us or not with us in the nicest possible way. Well, yes, it would be the nicest possible way, of course. We uh, we wish Jake all the very best, but uh, we'll certainly be happy if uh, if that doesn't pan out to see him in action for us against Casey on the weekend. I think the one thing that is fairly certain is that uh, once you're in uh, the discussions that he's in at the moment, and obviously, uh, as he said in that uh, in that interview, being has already been spoken to by a couple of clubs at least, um, he's in he's in discussions. He he is more more than likely he will be drafted. If not uh, in the mid season draft, he'll certainly be uh, on someone's list by the end of the year. Absolutely. Well, we saw it with uh, Josh Corbett uh, a couple of years ago when we just sort of started to see a bit of a glimpse of him at the end of the 2017 season. I think it might have been Sydney and maybe a couple of other clubs were looking at him, but he just wasn't quite there. And then, sure enough, 12 months later, he's at the Gold Coast. So, um, so yeah, you're right. The uh, the discussions are a very good sign. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look forward to seeing you at uh, Avalon Airport Oval on Saturday for uh, our big home game against uh, Casey. Game starts at, uh, at 2 o'clock. 
Uh, but if you can get to the lunch, by all means, jump on the uh, on the website and uh, get your tickets from there and uh, get your brand new hoodie. Oh, very good. Get one of those and any other merchandise you want to, you can check out uh, on our website uh, on the online shop. Uh, but the podcast is, of course, thanks to our great sponsors, and we uh, we do thank them. Our major sponsor, of course, is Beland Holden. But for the podcast, it's the Australian Building Company, Home Building Made Easy. It's Churnsides by the River, 97416688. That's the number. Ring Deanne, and she'll tell you all about all the details, all the menu plans, all the drink plans you can get in the packages. Everything that uh, you need to know about uh, your next event, Churnsides by the River is the place to go. Cryo Waste Management, cryowm.com.au, and, of course, Skybus. Fast. That was the Ooh, that, that, Oh, I got. I thought that was it taking off at light speed or something like that. But anyway, could, could be any of those things. Whatever. We have a very small budget for sound effects, so I just thought I'd throw that one in. Uh, but that is Skybus, and that is the podcast. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Kev. And uh, Mitch's work, of course, all up on the website and the Facebook page during the week. Go, Werribee.